You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stork Show. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Andy Stork Show. Today, I have Mike Brennan on the show, who is a creative master, graphic artist, artist extraordinaire, as well as a speaker, a podcaster. And uh, I am excited to have him on today to talk about how to get that creative expression back, how to build creativity more into your uh, daily or weekly routine. This is something that I could have used years ago, and I know I can still benefit from today. Uh, so, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Andy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, really glad. So we we met at Justin Shanks uh, Growth Now Movement Live event uh, yeah. last uh, April or May, whenever June last year in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. And uh, we've kept in touch. I've, I've seen a lot of the cool stuff you've been doing on social media and the art that you create. In fact, you created some cool stuff from that event. And um, you know, we've got to know each other a little bit. And I, I understand you have a very interesting story of growing up uh, as an artist and then getting away from it for a long time and coming back. And now you, you help people with that as well. So tell me a little bit about you know, who you are and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I am, uh, an artist that is basically graphic design is my background. Uh, that's what I went to school for, worked in that field for a long time. I'm based in New Jersey and, uh, you know, husband and father and, um, always been a creative and always considered myself an artist in some form. And for me, it started way back when I was a kid uh, watching a lot of cartoons. Um, I always joke that I say that when people ask me what I want to be when I grew up, I said, I want to be a cartoon. And they're like, what? You want to draw cartoons? And I was like, no, no, I want to be a cartoon. Because <laughs> um, I just loved, you know, Looney Tunes and, and yeah. uh, all, all that stuff, right? That was all my world. And so I was always creating. I was always drawing. And, and um, some of my earliest memories were centered around me creating greeting cards for family members, giving to them, seeing their faces light up and realizing, wow, like I can create something that can have an impact on somebody else's life, even just for a few moments. Yeah. And so from an early age that really set that deep in me that I need to be doing this with my life. And so, um, you know, fast forward, um, like I said, went to art school, there was a little bit of the conversations with my parents of like, okay, do the practical thing here. Um, we don't want you to be the starving artist. Um, graphic design seemed like it was a little bit more accessible uh, and you could make more money at it, you know? Um, and so, you know, went on that track and that field and, and then, you know, continued on for a long time. Um, and eventually, you know, I got to this place where in design world, I actually was getting burned out. Uh, through the corporate machine, uh, deadlines every two weeks, um, just cranking out so much creative stuff and, um, you know, just hit a wall and then actually switched careers. I went into full-time ministry for about 10 years uh, because a lot of the stuff that my corporate job was lacking was the, the people stuff, uh, the relationship stuff. And that's really where I felt like, you know what, I want to be helping people. And so um, was in ministry for 10 years. And during that 10 years in ministry, I didn't do any personal art whatsoever. Um, I just kind of, I was like in another mode, in another role. And um, eventually it kind of wore on me and got to me to the place where I was like, I'm suffering from depression and I didn't even realize it. 
people around me started saying things of like, you know, you're not yourself and um, you know, you're, you're obviously battling something here and, you know, through a, a series of events and other circumstances um, that were also a factor, you know, came to realize that that was true and realized I need to get back to a place where I'm creating stuff just for me um, because of that joy, like when I was a kid and, you know, it had been 10 years. And so I, I got introduced to this idea of doing a 365 day art journey and I thought to myself like, okay, well, I haven't done anything for the past 10 years. I don't know if I can do a year straight of art, but I needed to just show up. And I read this book that talked about um, doing a five minute drawing is better than no drawing at all. And so for me, a lot of times I would sit down and I would suffer from what I call masterpiece mentality where you think you need to sit down and in one session crank out something so incredible and the masterpiece that people are going to marvel at. And so you set yourself up for failure because that's just not the way it works. Right. Um, so I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to show up. And I remember I have this still in, in my, my sketchbook. It's day one and it was an awful Starbucks coffee cup. I'm sitting there in Starbucks and I'm sketching this with my pen and I'm like, Ooh, this is horrible. The perspective is off and it just looks wonky and weird and horrible. And I'm like, how do I do this again? Yeah. Like I used to do this, but how do I get back to that place where I can actually lean in and be proficient at this again and feel good. And so it was, okay, that's day one. Now let's close the book tomorrow. Show up again. Can I do five minutes? Can I do 10 minutes? Can I steal a lunch hour? Can I, where can I find the time? and figure out how to leverage that so that I can keep pouring into this little by little by little. And eventually what happened is I reached a point where I realized like, I can really do this. I can keep going. I hit the one year mark and I was like, I never thought I'd be able to do that. And were, was everything I created great? No, but I had to do a lot of bad drawings before I got to some good ones. Right. And even though, I thought, well, at this place in life, at this, you know, with my past experiences, like all the things that kind of speak into almost like a self-entitlement, I had to strip that away and go, no, I'm learning again. I need to be in this place where I'm open and trying and pivoting and um, to keep going. And so I've done that. And actually, it'll be eight years of uh, continuous art every single day, drawing or painting for the past eight years uh, in wow. April. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And then you, you changed careers and got back into art, right? You got into graphic yes. design. And yeah. So um, basically what happened is the, the pivot point there was, um, you know, uh, falling back in love with my art again and realizing like, this is something that I want to do, not just in the margins and not just personally, but really um, it goes beyond graphic design. It goes more into how can I create art that, one, I'm using my voice and two, I'm helping people. And, you know, if I'm creating art that reminds them of something from their childhood and it brings them some joy or there's a commonality, uh, a thread that runs through the art. And I'm like, hey, let's, you know, you're a fan of this TV show. So am I. And I do some pop culture art, you know, and we can geek out about whatever the show is and what's happening. Um, it's all my art is always a connection. Mm -hmm. Um that's really the impetus behind it is to, to create and then connect. And so um, going well beyond just the commercial art, you know, stuff, um, branching out into illustration, into fine art, um, and really trying to serve as many people as I can with that. Yeah, I like that. And now you do the graphic design, you do fine art, you do, do events. 
Um, so what would you, what do you say to people who, I imagine there are some people listening and the, the story resonates a little bit in that they're like, yeah, I was really into art as a kid. I was wanted to be an artist and then real life happened, right? I went to college, I got a job, I got into financial planning or ministry or HR or whatever it is. And now I've got a life and a world and a family and all this stuff. I can't be an artist anymore. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. that's not me anymore. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they may feel something pulling at them like you clearly did. Um, so what do you, what do you typically tell those people? I would say lean into it. Don't ignore that because even if you try to ignore it, it will keep coming back. And it's like that, that itch that you can't scratch. Uh, and eventually it's going to be maddening. Um, or you'll, you'll quiet it so much that you'll try to kill it. Um, those are the two extremes I've seen. And so I'd say lean into it and realize that like, even if you start down that road, it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden you have to switch careers. It doesn't mean you have to monetize your art. Um, it just needs a place in your life. Everyone needs a place in their life where they're creative, where they're expressing something that's true to who they are. And so the more we can lean into that and leverage that, not only for our own sake, but for the people around us, I think the better everyone will be. Um, and, and I say, start small. Like that was my journey, right? I couldn't think about, can I do a year's worth of art? Like that's just overwhelming to me. I mean, yeah. two weeks is overwhelming to think about right. when you're, you're starting from that place. So I say start small and steal time where you can. So if you're waiting in line for something and it's like you, you're just stuck there, like if it's drawing, have a sketchbook, start sketching the people around you or start you know, utilizing that time that would otherwise be wasted mm-hmm. and redeem it. Or figure out, like, is there part of a lunch hour? Or is there a time of day when either people are in bed in your house or no one's up yet? Um, or a time when it just seems like it's a little more natural for you to be able to have some space by yourself. Start identifying what that is. Put it on the calendar that this is your, like, art time. And again, start small. Do 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops, if that. Um, don't try to shoot for the moon because I think everybody tries to do like what they do with the gym where they're like, well, I need to know, I know I need to get fit. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to put in an hour and I'm going to do all this crazy stuff. And then they overexert themselves. Right. And then they're, they're like, you know, they're like, this isn't working. Yeah. And then they can't sustain it. Right. So it's better to start small and then add to it and grow over time. What, what if people are saying, you know, I can imagine a lot of people thinking, this sounds great. And I, you know, I would love to do art again, but I don't really have time for this because, uh, you know, I've got a business to run. I've got a family, I've got to, uh, get to the gym, whatever it is. And we talked about like finding time, you know, scheduling it in in the morning or the evening or lunch hour or whatever, but why, like, what's the importance of that? Like, I don't see, uh, you know, I could see someone and I could see me a few years ago saying, well, I don't see a clear ROI to this, right? It's not helping my business. It's not, um, it's not helping me as a parent. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, you know, messing around time. So how is this beneficial? Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's beneficial for you as a person to be in touch with that place in yourself. And I know that sounds maybe a little bit like artsy and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe even a little woo woo, you know, but really like if you learn how to engage with that place of you in, of creativity, it will start to affect the other areas of your life. For instance, 
if you start to get to a place where you're comfortable sketching something, uh, just as an example, on your own, then maybe in the time with your kids, you start to introduce that. And mm -hmm. so you say, hey, let's, let's all go out someplace to the park and let's just some, spend some time sketching. And so it becomes something that um, is more of a connection and, and something you can pass along. And so you're using that creativity uh, as a bridge. Or sometimes it's just getting your brain in that space of thinking creatively, of looking for solutions, of, of pushing yourself on something that then affects other areas of your life in business. Um, there are times when I'm doing something, a creative project, and it, I'll get an idea for something that's unrelated, you know, another project or something or, or a podcast show or um, something I want to talk about. Um, and that will come because I'm in that mode of being creative. And so it's really tapping into that place within yourself and not necessarily looking for a one for one trade of like, well, what's the return on this? There is no immediate return. So therefore there's no value, but no, there's value because this is, this is helping me as a person think and, and be a creative person. Um, and then all the things I do, all the things I touch, it will have effect on. I really like that. I mean, there's three things I took from that. Number one, um, just building that creative muscle is going to help in so many other areas of your life, business. Um, I love the idea of, of doing it with your kids. I'm going to do that this weekend and just say, hey, let's sit down and draw together. We were doing some coloring together last night, but it was kind of in the lines, but maybe we'll draw some stuff. Uh, and then uh, the third one was you know, interesting because I could see doing that and maybe even zoning out a little bit or thinking of other stuff. But like, you know, so many people say they get their best idea in the shower, right? And that's because it's one of the last few places where we go where there's like no distractions, no email, social media, um, probably not listening to podcasts or anything, but some people do. I think my wife does uh, in the shower. But, um, but it's, it's like that the clear space. And like I meditate every day and I try to clear my mind, but I often don't. And I haven't come up with my best ideas <laughs> while I'm meditating. And I'm sure that, you know, drawing, artistic expression, whatever art you're doing can be very meditative and also could, uh, you know, kind of foster that creativity, allow you to come up with some other ideas for business or other areas of your life. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing too is I, I think sometimes you need to experiment and play with what that form of creativity looks like. Because right now, you know, I'm, I'm using an example of sketching and drawing. You may be like, oh, that, you know, I can't draw a stick figure. That's not really my thing. That yeah. doesn't seem even appealing. That's fine. Then try something else. You know, maybe music. Maybe there's, you know, you used to play an instrument as a kid and you want to get back in touch with something. Again, not that you're going to be like leading concerts and stuff, but just, you know, for those moments where you're like, you know what, I just need this for me. Um, mm -hmm. I need this to kind of maybe spark some ideas or just have another experience in my life. Um, yeah. It could be a number of different creative endeavors. It, that doesn't necessarily um, matter other than the fact that it, it resonates with you and it prompts you to be more creative. Right. And I like what you said, like, it doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be good. Like, it's just for you. Uh, you know, I think people put pressure on themselves and they think, oh, if they're going to do something, especially if someone else might see it, that it's got to be so great. I, I liken it to, uh, this is not as much, you know, creative or artistic, but I play basketball once a week at the, at the Y. And some people down there take it so seriously and I'm just there to get exercise. And I'm like, nobody here is going to the NBA, right? We're all in <laughs> right. our thirties, forties, fifties. And, uh, you know, I think that dream is over. So like, just get exercise and have fun, you know, stop worrying about other people judging you on your skills and things like that. Um, maybe I just say that cause I'm not very good at it, 
but I really enjoy playing, so I go anyway. Um, so related to that, what do you say to people who are thinking like, oh, hey, this sounds good, but I'm not an artist. I've never been an artist. I'm not creative. Um, I don't have these creative genes, and therefore I can't really go and sketch. I can't even draw a stick figure, like you said. Yeah, so I think we need to change our mindset and stop saying that we're not creative because I, I believe that everyone's creative. The expression may look different um, and the medium may be different, but I think everyone is creative um, because, you know, if you get into trouble, you're going to, you know, and you're above your, your things are over your head. You're going to get real creative on a way to get out of trouble. Um, if you, you know, some people, maybe they're creative with, um, you know, business ideas. Uh, maybe they're creative with numbers. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're going to sit down and draw a picture. Um, but we all have these giftings and abilities and it's learning. Okay. So how can we leverage them and start thinking about maybe, you know, what happens? I love to do mashups, right? So mashups are like when you take two things that maybe seem unrelated and put them together. Um, I do this in concepts, you know, um, in some of my, my artwork. Um, and, in the same idea in creativity. What happens if we take this thing from this part of our life and this thing from part of our life and we start to mash it together a little bit? Like, will that produce a different result? Will that produce something maybe that's new uh, or something that sparks a new idea? Um, so it's, it's, I think, getting out of our heads of thinking that, well, I'm not creative because it doesn't look like this. And we need to just throw that aside and think, no, I'm a creative person. And then start to think, well, how do I express that? How do I go about solving problems for myself, for the people around me? Um, how do I see the world? How can I start to use that in terms of creativity? Um, and then see what happens and, and understand that it's a very fluid journey. Again, it's not like just showing up at the gym. It's not just like going basketball where it's like, you know, the rules, you have the equipment, you know, and it's the only variables of the players and, and how you're feeling that day or whatever. Um, this is more fluid. And it's just getting in the flow of thinking about creativity and saying, how can this be something that's part of my life and actually is already, but maybe I need to identify it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about, I love what you said about changing the mindset because that's, that's what I did. I mean, I told you my story when you had me on your podcast recently uh, I didn't think of myself as being creative for a long time, but I shifted my mindset on that. And I think I am now, I haven't been practicing my drawing as much as I, I would like to. I'm going to go do something after this, I'm sure. Uh, but I do think of myself as being very creative now. And I think everybody is if you just let it out, right? Everybody is full of so many ideas from when we were children. And then somewhere along the way on our journeys, you know, we run into adults, we become adults, people tell us, you're not supposed to be creative, just be quiet and do your work. That's the extreme example, but you know, you're good at this, you're not good at that. Uh, we don't have time for this messing around, artistic, don't color outside of the line, stuff like, you know, whatever it was that someone told you that, uh, that impacted your psyche and your mindset, uh, it's happened to all of us, right? In some way along the way, some adult said something to us or maybe even a peer or another kid and it changed our mindset and we started thinking, oh, I'm not good at this or I'm not creative or whatever. But I, I agree with you. I think certainly we all have innate abilities and I'm not going to be, I'm probably not going to have paintings in a museum anytime soon. But I don't know, that might not even be true, right? Because you don't know. like you said, practice is so important. Mm -hmm. 
if I just dedicated myself to learning how to paint, uh, maybe I could, maybe there's something inside of me I don't even know about. Right. And I'm sure you encounter a lot of people like that. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I want to add to, there's a great book by Chase Jarvis called Creative Calling. And um, in that book, he really lays out some great things for people as far as a methodology and just even helping with the mindset because he believes too, again, that everyone is creative. It's just how do you approach it? How do you, you know, wrap your, your mind around that and then start acting on it? Yeah, awesome. Uh, two more questions for you. One is, um, I always love to ask people about fear on this show. I think fear holds so many people back in so many areas and um, many successful people have, are successful because they had the courage to get over that, but they still have fear. Um, what was the, in, in this journey to where you are now and you seem you know, very happy with your life, what was the biggest fear that you had to get over and, and how did you get past that? Hmm. I feel like that could be uh, an episode all on itself. Uh, <laughs> I was a very fearful kid. A um, lot of, you know, people weren't necessarily tuned into anxiety back then like they were, you know, like they are today. Um, and so I probably suffered for some of that very shy um, and fearful for a lot of things. Um, didn't like horror movies, didn't like any of that kind of stuff growing up, right? Because there was enough fear in my own world. Yeah. And so I think coming to a place where I could be confident in my own abilities um, and not fear um, that I was going to fail every time I showed up. Um, and I don't know that there was necessarily like one thing that was like the benchmark where it's like when I pushed through this, that was the game changer. I think it's, it's steps. I think it's um, even today, it's daily practice. It's sending that email to that person that seems a little intimidating for me and making an ask. Mm. Um, and going, no, like I need to change my mindset. Like what's the worst that can happen? They say no, or right. stepping into an opportunity where maybe I don't feel quite as prepared as I would like to. Okay. So what can I learn from it if it doesn't progress? Um, and realizing that so many of the things that we think are going to be so damaging to us and so detrimental to us really aren't right. And if we can learn to keep pushing and keep having something that makes us go through some fear, um, then we'll realize that there's so much more on the other side of that. And there's so much more that I missed out on earlier in my life because I let fear stop me. Totally. Yeah. There's so much growth on the other side of fear and discomfort when we're really just willing to just take a step to starve our fears, to follow our dreams and go try that thing, you know, draw, draw that picture and show it to our friends or our colleagues. Um, then we realize like, oh, we didn't die. You know, yeah. maybe they laughed a little bit, but it doesn't actually hurt. It's okay. Uh, and then we grow. We always grow. We learn and grow from those experiences. Awesome. Um, last question. I'll ask you the same question that you like to ask your guests at the end of your podcast, which is um, what is one of the best piece of advice that you've received on your journey and how did that help you? Mm. Um, in terms of creativity, I think... When I was in art school, I had someone, a professor, tell me that like concept is king. We've heard that. Um, but to push forward with a great idea and don't let maybe lack of resources or lack of knowledge or lack of opportunity, lack of anything stand in your way of a great idea. Like figure it out, wrestle with it. If you need to hire people to do things that you don't know how to do, like hire them. If you need to learn a new skill, then learn a new skill. But leverage 
all that you can to make sure that you get that great idea out into the world so that it can start impacting other people and helping other people. Um, and so that was something I learned earlier on and um, continue to this day to think about when I have an idea that feels so much bigger than myself where I'm like, I don't even know where to begin on this. I don't have the resources, the skills, whatever. Like it brings me right back to that place in that classroom where I was like faced with a project that was very overwhelming, but I pushed through and um, quick story. It was a life-size uh, sculpture made of dog biscuits. And um, it was, I, that's what I, Mike Bone, my uh, Instagram handle and all oh, that. That's where that comes from. Okay. It was uh, very, because it was a pivotal moment for me. Um, and that project ended up in the Whitney Museum in New York City uh, for uh, a Sean Michael Basquet show that was like an opening. And so it was a student show right before that. And so my work got selected for that. So wow. once my work was approved in the concept, he's like, okay, now go figure it out. How are you going to do this? And I was like terrified. And so I had to learn how to weld. I had to learn how to like, how am I going to connect these dog biscuits together so that it actually looks like a life-size skeleton? Like it was just crazy. Um, but I pulled it off and it was in the show and it was, it was an amazing night for me. And it showed me you need to have that determination, that grit and figure yes. it out. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. You know, the, the concept, the idea, and then to say, yeah, I know I'm scared. I don't know how I'm going to figure this out, but I'm going to figure it out. The determination and grit to go put it together. And then the huge reward yeah. uh, being in the Whitney Museum. So cool. So cool. Um, well, Mike, for anybody listening who wants to get in touch with you, follow you, uh, where's the best place for them to go? So my website, uh, mikebrennan.me, M-E, uh, you can find all my links to my various, my, my podcast, which is Creative Chats. Um, you can find my social media handles right there at the bottom. Usually it's at Mike Bone uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I'm on all the social media uh, platforms. Instagram, I'm posting at least one piece of art every single day and uh, very active there. So yeah. Awesome. It. Well, Mike, thanks so much for taking the time to come on, on the podcast. This has been uh, so much fun and I am ready to go draw something, paint something, create something this weekend. That's awesome. I want to see it, Andy. <laughs> Thank All you. Right, I'll post it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take care. All right.